Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month. And you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. It's official. Xfinity has increased internet speeds again. And they deliver the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Don't watch a Fast and Furious movie and then go for a drive. And the lighting in your office might be making you dumber. It is Wednesday, the 7th of February of 2018. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, before we get to those stories, you have probably assumed that, you know, the place uh, serving up cheap fast food would be a grosser place to eat than, say, a five-star restaurant serving foods you can't pronounce. Well, yeah, a lot of people going through those tables, sitting at those tables. True story. down. But the truth is, you would be wrong. A company called Restaurantware just ran a study where they swabbed a bunch of fast food joints and fancy restaurants and tested those swabs for bacteria. And pretty consistently, the fast food spots were way less infested with germs. Really? Yeah, they only found an average huh. of around 60,000 traces of bacteria at fast food restaurants, and almost all of them were in the bathrooms, which is, I guess, yeah. understandable. That makes sense. Meanwhile, they found over 8 million at the five-star restaurants, and those germs weren't just in the bathrooms. Half of them were on the condiments, and about 7% were in the water that was served. But that's not close to as bad as the place you eat most often, and that is your own house. They found that in your own home, you got about 23 million traces of bacteria split evenly between your bathroom, your condiments, and your water. But all the bacteria they did find, I suppose, on the bright side is most of that bacteria is basically harmless. But still, if anyone, you know, if any harmful ones slip in, I'm, I'm sure it seems like. That's least likely to happen if you're eating fast food. 
So I don't know if that means it makes it healthy food or if it just shatters a few stereotypes, but I thought you might find that interesting. When I worked at Wendy's, we used to have, uh, well, we'd have to go out and clean the tables, and they had this sanitizer solution that you would take. And so you had to spray every table and then wipe it off with this solution. Huh. You were on top of it then. We were. Well, right now, people on Twitter are arguing over the right way to take eggs out of the carton. And there are four main camps. Remove the eggs from right to left. Remove them left to right. Alternate the sides so the carton is always balanced. That's what I do. Or do something weird like taking them from the middle or grabbing them randomly. And for what it's worth, uh, a YouTube math show once actually tackled that question. At any stage when we're removing the eggs, the weight will be distributed so the center of mass is in the center of the carton. But we will also have a balanced weight. So you'll have to pay attention carefully with how the eggs are removed. Once we get to six eggs, it's a very even and neat distribution. You can pick it from any side. Then we're going to remove eggs from the opposite sides. Here we have four eggs. It's a very symmetrical view. When we get down to three eggs, we're going to have to make an adjustment. We move two of the eggs in, so the carton is less wobbly. And then we move the final egg to the center. There you go. So How about that? The best thing you can do is remove two eggs at a time, both from opposite sides, to keep the weight in the center. And that way, no matter how anyone grabs the carton, it should be balanced so no eggs accidentally fall out. I've never thought about that one time in my life. Have you ever dropped eggs when you've... No. See? You're not a clumsy person. I like grabbing from the middle out. <laughs> like starting in the middle and going out to the sides. Mm. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I know that's kind of weird, but it's only because of the fact that I feel like it's not distributed correctly. Hmm. Have you ever gone to one of the Fast and Furious movies in the theater and then, like, as you were driving home, you kind of fantasized about street racing or driving fast? Maybe you drove a little more aggressively on the way home after you saw that movie in the theater? Yeah, I can see where somebody would do that. New study out of Harvard Medical School examined 200,000 traffic tickets from the past five years, and they compared their dates with the dates that Fast and Furious movies opened. And they found that on weekends, when there was a new Fast and Furious movie, the number of people who got tickets for going more than 40 miles an hour above the speed limit. Oh, wow. 40? Near movie Jeez. theaters doubled. In other words, wow. there is definitely a link between seeing a Fast and Furious movie and then getting in your car. And Those movies to... must be stopped. They must be stopped. Yes. <laughs> Somebody needs to start a petition. No more Fast and Furious movies. That's right. It's a danger. Yes. Society. Exactly. You need to protect you from yourself, especially you. Hey, now. 
left laner in <laughs> snowstorms. Only for a brief moment this morning. It got a little too rough for me, and I got out of there. Did you? I did. It was tough. So so when you're coming into work in the morning, and there's hardly any cars on the road, uh-huh. you're in the left lane on a freeway. No. Oh, oh well, yeah. Really? <laughs> there's enough cars on the road that they need to be passed. How are you not in the left lane? I'm well, yeah, always you're in the left lane. Them, but you're not like, if it's just them. you... If it's just me, I'm probably in the middle lane. Yeah. That's where I feel most comfortable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Middle of the left. I feel exposed in the left lane if I'm not passing anybody. Not like, me. Ooh, I'm not supposed to. Yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. Because those cops, I've talked to cops before, they'll pull you over just because you're driving in the left lane. Yeah. And that's that's where all, they got that radar trace, too, right at the left lane. <laughs> There's a 23-year-old BBC reporter in England named Mohammed Patel who has a degenerative eye condition. So he is legally blind. And he can't use a guide dog because he has a major dog phobia. Mm. So instead of a dog, he's getting his own personal seeing eye miniature horse. Oh, that's awesome. The horse's name name is Digby. And he's a little over two feet tall. Digby. Which, isn't that the name of like a shaggy dog character from like an old... British movie from a million years ago. I don't know. About don't know. about this dog that I don't know, like somehow grows to this huge size. I don't know. But how fun is that? Who wouldn't want it? It is. only gets two feet tall. Yeah. I didn't know miniature horses got that little. It was a movie and it's Digby, the biggest dog in the world from it's I guess it was started in uh it released in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, it was a million years ago, but it just what made me think of that is I just think it's ironic because this little miniature horse is barely over two feet tall. And well, it's a horse instead of a dog. So he's going to be able to do things around the house for this guy just like seeing eye dogs can. Wow. He still needs a lot more training, which is being done in the U.S., so it might be another couple of years before Muhammad takes custody of him. But they just met for the first time on Monday, and he says it's perfect because he's always loved horses. Now, I wonder if a miniature horse like that lives longer. Because don't horse, most horses live into their 20s, so maybe oh, do they? I don't that know. might be a really good thing to have... One around for that long if you need that kind of assistance. And it does seem like the whole seeing eye mini horse thing could become more and more common in the next <laughs> few years it. because there are more than 10 of them being trained in the U.S. right now for visually impaired people who either have a fear of dogs or have severe allergies. And um, according to this article, Jen, uh, they live even longer than that. They can live up to 50 years. Oh, wow. See, that is cool. So they, Maybe that's what you should get instead of your next dog. Like uh, did a, a, get a miniature horse. horse. I'll talk to Merle about that Ask and Jacob and see what they yeah what they think about. That. I can't wait for you to bring it to work and the elevator doors like, open <laughs> and you just walk out with this little clomper. <laughs> Mister Clompers is here. Won't it be awesome. You get a little diaper for it. Oh, and then I'll put a then, I, then I'll I'll no. put a little saddle on it and get a pet monkey. She can do the the, the bag the bag that they oh, strap yeah, on. Oh yeah, the bag of two on the back. Just goes yeah, into the bag that works too. That would be now that I would allow. Your dog in here, not so much. It could be it could be the station mascot. And no. you absolutely have to call him Mr. Clompers or rather, <laughs> otherwise the deal is off. All right. The lighting, the lighting in your office might be making you dumber. 
We'll have that story plus another shot of the secret sound. $8,000 is on the line. Don't watch a Fast and Furious movie and then go for a drive. And the lighting in your office might be making you dumber. It is Wednesday, the 7th of February of 2018. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, before we get to those stories, you have probably assumed that, you know, the place uh, serving up cheap fast food would be a grosser place to eat than, say, a five-star restaurant serving foods you can't pronounce. Well, yeah, a lot of people going through those tables, sitting at those tables. True story. Up and down. But the truth is, you would be wrong. A company called Restaurantware just ran a study where they swabbed a bunch of fast food joints and fancy restaurants and tested those swabs for bacteria. And pretty consistently, the fast food spots were way less infested with germs. Really? Yeah, they only found an average of around 60,000 traces of bacteria at fast food restaurants, and almost all of them were in the bathrooms, which is, I guess, understandable. That makes sense. Meanwhile, they found over 8 million at the five-star restaurants, and those germs weren't just in the bathrooms. Half of them were on the condiments, and about 7% were in the water that was served. But that's not close to as bad as the place you eat most often, and that is your own house. They found that in your own home, you got about 23 million traces of bacteria split evenly between your bathroom, your condiments, and your water. But all the bacteria they did find, I suppose, on the bright side is most of that bacteria is basically harmless. But still, if anyone, you know, if any harmful ones slip in, I'm, I'm sure it seems like. That's least likely to happen if you're eating fast food. So I don't know if that means it makes it healthy food or if it just shatters a few stereotypes. But I thought you might find that interesting. When I worked at Wendy's, we used to have, uh, well, we'd have to go out and clean the tables. And they had this sanitizer solution that you would take. And so you had to spray every table and then wipe it off with this solution. Huh. You were on top of it then. We were. Well, right now, people on Twitter are arguing over the right way to take eggs out of the carton. And there are four main camps. Remove the eggs from right to left. Remove them left to right. Alternate the sides so the carton is always balanced. That's what I do. Or do something weird like taking them from the middle or grabbing them randomly. And for what it's worth, uh, a YouTube math show once actually tackled that question. At any stage when we're removing the eggs, the weight will be distributed so the center of mass is in the center of the carton. But we will also have a balanced weight. So you'll have to pay attention carefully with how the eggs are removed. Once we get to six eggs, it's a very even and neat distribution. You can pick it from any side. Then we're going to remove eggs from the opposite sides. Here we have four eggs. It's a very symmetrical view. When we get down to three eggs, we're going to have to make an adjustment. We move two of the eggs in, so the carton is less wobbly. And then we move the final egg to the center. There you go. So How about that? The best thing you can do is remove two eggs at a time, both from opposite sides, to keep the weight in the center. And that way, no matter how anyone grabs the carton, it should be balanced so no eggs accidentally fall out. 
I've never thought about that one time in my life. Have you ever dropped eggs when you've... No. See? You're not a clumsy person. I like grabbing from the middle out. <laughs> like starting in the middle and going out to the sides. Mm. I know that's kind of weird, but it's only because of the fact that I feel like it's not distributed correctly. Mm. Have you ever gone to one of the Fast and Furious movies in the theater and then like as you were driving home, you kind of fantasized about street racing or driving fast? Maybe you drove a little more aggressively on the way home after you saw that movie in the theater? Yeah, I can see where somebody would do that. New study out of Harvard Medical School examined 200,000 traffic tickets from the past five years, and they compared their dates with the dates that Fast and Furious movies opened, and they found that on weekends, when there was a new Fast and Furious movie, the number of people who got tickets for going more than 40 miles an hour above the speed limit... Oh, wow. 40? Near movie theaters doubled. In other words, well, there is definitely a link between seeing a Fast and Furious movie and then getting in your car. And those movies to... must be stopped. They must be stopped. Yes. <laughs> Somebody needs to start a petition. No more Fast and Furious movies. That's right. It's a danger. Yes. Society. Exactly. You need to protect you from yourself. Especially you. Hey, now. <laughs> Left laner in snowstorms. <laughs> Only for a brief moment this morning. It got a little too rough for me, and I got out of there. Did you? I did. It was tough. So so when you're coming into work in the morning, and there's hardly any cars on the road, uh-huh. you're in the left lane on a freeway. No. Oh, oh well, yeah. Really? <laughs> there's enough cars on the road that they need to be passed. How are you not in the left lane? I'm well, always yeah, in the left lane. Well, yeah, you're passing them, but you're not like, if it's just them. you. If it's just me, I'm probably in the middle lane. Yeah. That's where I feel most comfortable. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Middle of the left. I feel exposed in the left lane if I'm not passing anybody. Not like, me. Ooh, I'm not supposed to. Yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. Because those cops, I've talked to cops before, they'll pull you over just because you're driving in the left lane. Yeah. And that's that's where all, they got that radar trace, too, right at the left lane. <laughs> There's a 23-year-old BBC reporter in England named Mohammed Patel who has a degenerative eye condition. So he is legally blind, and he can't use a guide dog because he has a major dog phobia. Mm. So instead of a dog, he's getting his own personal seeing eye miniature horse. Oh, that's awesome. The horse's name name is Digby, and he's a little over two feet tall. Digby. Which, isn't that the name of, like, a shaggy dog character from, like, an old British movie from a million years ago? I don't know. About, don't know. about this dog that, I don't know, like, somehow grows to this huge size? I don't know. But how fun is that? Who wouldn't want... It, it only gets two feet tall? Yeah. I didn't know miniature horses got that little. It was a movie, and it's Digby, the biggest dog in the world from... It's, I guess it was started in, uh, it released in 1973. Yeah, it was a million years ago, but it just what made me think of that is I just think it's ironic because this little miniature horse is barely over two feet tall, and, well, it's a horse instead of a dog, so he's going to be able to do things around the house for this guy just like seeing eye dogs can. Wow. He still needs a lot more training, which is being done in the U.S., so it might be another couple of years before Muhammad takes custody of him. But they just met for the first time on Monday, and he says it's perfect because he's always loved horses. Now, I wonder if a miniature horse like that lives longer. 
Because don't horse most horses live into their twenties, so maybe oh, do they? I don't that know. might be a really good thing to have one around for that long if you need that kind of assistance. And it does seem like the whole seeing eye mini horse thing could become more and more common in the next <laughs> few years. It. Because there are more than 10 of them being trained in the U.S. right now for visually impaired people who either have a fear of dogs or have severe allergies. And um, according to this article, Jen, uh, they live even longer than that. They can live up to 50 years. Oh, wow. See, that is cool. So they, Maybe that's what you should get instead of your next dog. Like a miniature horse. I'll talk to Merle about that Ask and Jacob. Jacob and see what they yeah what they think about. That. I can't wait for you to bring it to work and the elevator doors like, open <laughs> and you just walk out with this little clomper. <laughs> Mr. Clompers is here. <laughs> Won't it be awesome. You get a little diaper for it. Oh, and then I'll put a then, I, then I'll I'll, no. I'll put a little saddle on it and get a pet monkey. She can do the the, the bag the bag that they oh, strap yeah, on. Oh yeah, the bag of two on the back. Just goes yeah, into the bag that works too. That would be all, now that I would allow. Your dog in here, not so much. It could be it could be the station mascot. And no. you absolutely have to call him Mister Clompers, or rather, <laughs> otherwise the deal is off. All right, the lighting the lighting in your office might be making you dumber. We'll have that story plus another shot of the secret sound. $8,000 is on the line. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. It's official. Xfinity has increased internet speeds again. And they deliver the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.